Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Fred Moore, and today my uh, get my guest is Kelsey Spencer. He is the parasitic investigator. That is something. We're investigating parasites today on this podcast. And thank you for joining us, Kelsey. I can't wait to get into this because you are one interesting dude. I thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. Well, we were talking, uh, DMing uh, prior to this podcast, and uh, we were getting into some interesting stuff. And I know that um, you you are, you know, you were an investigator on parasitics, uh, how parasites affect people's health and stuff like that, which I never really thought much of until I came across you, and it must be something with algorithms. Ivermectin. You were following the hashtag Ivermectin, and that's, that's how we it. got there. That, thank you. So Ivermectin, which um, I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it anyway because it's stupid not to. Um, we're talking about parasites. Of course we're allowed to talk about it. <laughs> yes, and I, I bought a whole bunch of Ivermectin for my parasites. And, you know, Dr. Robert Malone referred to viruses as parasites, which – it's interesting, isn't it? Because they do kind of live off the host. And isn't that what a parasite is? Yeah. For a while there, they updated it to what a virus was, is like toxic excrement. So I kind of saw it as like a uh, parasite shitting in your body. I was like, well, that makes a lot more sense than something that's dead. And then it's inert and can't really affect you. So it makes more sense that it's something living that's self-replicating inside your body once it's eating away. So... The the virus is more or less the ex the excrement from a parasite. Bingo. <clears throat> okay. Can you delve into that a little deeper? Oh well, they've never isolated a single virus. If you want to think about this, if they haven't isolated a virus, what are they looking for? Well, they're looking at shit, and it's. It, it makes a lot of the stupid articles go out about COVID that make more sense. Like COVID is up 400% in the fecal supply or COVID is spread by cats or COVID is spread by wild animals. Like, eh, like the weird articles make sense when you apply it to parasites. Yes. I just saw on the news the other day that they were doing water samples and they were like, oh yeah, they're finding uh, the new, um, the new variant in the water samples. And here's where it boggled my mind because from what we were taught about viruses was they don't really have a long shelf life outside of a host. In fact, they terminate rather quickly in sunshine. They terminate rather quickly when uh, the temperature is a, of issue. How is it possible for a whole bunch of viruses to be just living in wastewater? like literally living in wastewater and they're just floating around and this is a way to deter to determine whether or not there's viruses uh happening or not i, I thought it, it something didn't add up there am i thinking on the right track you're on the right track because none of it made sense because uv light uh was one of the cures for parasites as well because that's that's what they do they um what is it uh the kidneys when they got to filter your kidneys um what did what do they call it when they gotta you gotta go take your blood and they they clean your blood for you they expose dialysis. it to UV bingo they expose it to UV light and that's 
I was like, oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. All right. So, Kelsey, tell us what you're offering as far as your knowledge is based. What, what are you doing? Well, I, I've come across everything, and I kind of want to get everybody better because traditional Western medicine ain't working. So there's mind, there's body, there's spirit. There's three different things we got to work on to get us all healed again. And it's first identifying the physical, and then it's tying it to emotional trauma or even spiritual trauma after that. And then it's trying to tie it all back together because everybody's different. And one of the main things is trying to love yourself again, because we got most of these things because stored trauma, trapped emotions, and just, we got to work it out. Now, physical pain, that's easy. We'll get physical parasites and the parasites will just they'll manifest themselves as acne or fucking psoriasis, like skin disorders. Like when we start breaking it down, we can really start. Okay. Now we got the physical taken care of. Now we can deal with the other things that are also affecting it because it's the Trinity. It's three things. It's mind, body, spirit. That's awesome. So basically somebody could contact you. Yeah, you'll do like what a comprehensive kind of interview, get to get to know what their um, diet is like, get to know what their habits are like, what they're doing, what they're not doing. And then you'll sort of apply that and and come up with a way to to what go after the parasites or is it more everything? Okay, because it's you have to learn how your body works because I can't walk you through this. You need to know what you're doing wrong. I need to break it down. What's best from your diet. Like everybody's different blood type diet is very specific. Um, the O type blood still require a lot of meat, but anything like me, like an A positive, like I'm supposed to eat fish. Like I'm not supposed to eat red meat. I'm not supposed to eat any hard meats. So everybody is different to get to that point and get to healing again. So it's understanding and teaching. And that's why our, our educational system has been shit is it's designed this way to keep us all fucking trapped and keep down this way. It makes people money that way. Is, yeah. it, is it money the most important thing for all of us to worry about? Money makes the world go round, but no, I believe in something bigger and something greater. Yeah. And I think you do too. Yes, I do. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. One thing I could say right now is that this podcast could be very challenging to some people because what you talk about and what you're into challenges your present uh set of beliefs okay and i think that's something that we're always facing in one way or another and and if you if you are feeling like hey this doesn't make sense or whatever nobody's gonna be forcing this down your throat like you have to believe it what i always tell people is question everything and have an open mind and do understand that there's people out there that have knowledge of things and knowledge is power. Knowledge is control. Knowledge uh, runs the world. So one of the things about the humans is those who always had the knowledge, always had the power and always try to keep the knowledge from the regular people because they don't want them to know the secrets. So, if you approach this com- to this conversation with that in mind, this might go a little bit easier for you. Yeah. So, uh, Kelsey, what's the deal with parasites? Um, are these the cause of all our woes? 
Well, you can tie like 95% of it to that. And the other path is, uh, what do you call it? Um, when you take too much uh, antibiotics, then you got this um, yeast, overgrowth of yeast, and that's part of it too. So a lot of that is our sugar diet, our red meat diet, and it just dairy, alcohol, like everything they want you to eat and the ice creams, the sugars, like everything is purposely designed to keep us sick. It's the Western diet and it's absolutely atrocious. So uh, you, you do help people with their diets then. Yeah. You tell them what to eat and you base it off of the, the blood type diet. Blood type diet is best, but I like to stick around. Like if you're cleansing, if you're trying to heal, you got to think what is the best way to heal and fruit and juice fasting and dry fasting and water fasting. Like it's the mind over matter. You have to start saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to not eat. I'm going to cleanse. And cleansing is the first step is like, you have to understand what you need to pull out of your body. And that goes from enemas that goes like even, uh, do you know what lymphatic dry brushing is? No. Okay. So your lymph nodes are like your waste duct system for your white blood cells that goes and dumps your trash, right? So you have to physically move everything towards yeah. your heart. And it's, it's starting again. It's learning the basics of your own body and starting again. So is that something you could do to yourself or do you have to go to a professional? Looks like you no. get like for lymphatic brushing, you can do it yourself, but like if you're severely overweight and you can't reach everything, it, like you can use a brush, like um, a horsehair brush is what they actually recommend because it's just light enough where you just drag it across your skin and it just, but you got to pull it towards your heart because your lymph system does not have a pump. So your body actually has to physically move it. So if you're running a lot, it actually moves it because it's like, uh, like flappers. Like if you jump, it goes up like, um, yeah, like it'll it'll check valves like it can't go backwards it's got to go up so every time you jump it just and it keeps moving up and up and closer so oh wow okay so you could help people with understanding how to do that yes all right so um as far as parasites are concerned um can't just can't people just take a whole bunch of ivermectin and they're fine well yes and no Depends on your parasitic load, because when you start to go through a parasite die-off, like I experienced, um, this was about two months in, I was did one month of parasite clan, a two month in, all of a sudden my kidneys started to shut down, like I felt this extreme back pain, and I'm like, this wasn't a workout, this wasn't work, what the what is going on? And then I realized, oh no, I'm, I'm piling too much up in my kidneys, so I went dandelion root milk thistle, and like, you really have to be in touch with your body, really in tune, listening for those signs. I caught it and I flushed myself. I did uh, distilled water and I just went into the fast there and just kept flushing, kept flushing more and more. And just, it worked out, but it is something that you don't want to screw around with, especially if it's your first cleanse. Right. Yeah. And I, I've seen just like over the, over the counter type cleanse things that you could like go to the pharmacy and buy like a 45 day cleanse there's like some pills some things to drink and they're pretty like basic it's simple you just follow some instructions shove some stuff in your mouth and um you know kind of just change your diet around a little bit relatively easy but even those things become difficult for people to do especially after the first 
three days, four days, you start getting into it, people can't maintain this, uh, this new regimen. So uh, do you assist people through these like really powerful cleanses by like being there almost like virtually holding hands with them? Do, you, do they have a way to get in touch with you if they're having a difficult time or? Absolutely. To- I leave myself completely open to this. Because when you start getting into it, your parasites will bite back. They will play on your emotions. They will make you play like shit. They will make you crave those shit foods. It's mind over matter at this point. When you can put the parasites in their place and say enough is enough, I want control of my body. And you have to start saying, this is my body. This is my choice. This is, I'm not eating sugar. I'm not drinking alcohol. I am in control. They will play with you. They will make you so depressed when you're doing this cleanse. But once you start taking that edge off, they start falling away on the wayside and you start winning and winning and winning. And it's a little better, a little better, a little better. And it's like they have control of your gut health and your gut health is your second brain. And that controls your cravings. That controls your man. Like what they can do is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, What they can do in a mice is they can infect the mice they can make the mouse turned on by the smell of cat urine to get eaten by the cat. And it can take the cat and make it commit suicide ever like walk into traffic if it wants. Like these guys are unbelievable on what their power is in a single parasite. Wow. That's an actual thing that like what biologists, scientists have witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of parasites are we talking about? I think that one is Toxoplasm gondii, and I think that's one of the common ones you get from pork. Pork. So now in America, uh, one of the things that always um, bothered me was they started irradiating our meat because of, I think more like salmonella, stuff like that. But doesn't irradiation kill all those parasites? And doesn't cooking also kill it? Mm. Not really, right? No. Because they're, well, their, their tolerance, their eggs, like all the, like even the heat doesn't kill it. Like even sometimes UV light doesn't kill it. Like sometimes it's in the soil, like whatever they can do, all the weird articles again about COVID that finally makes sense. Like it's windborne, it's transmissional. Like it just like, oh man, (laughs) Some days I just, I think like, it can't be that simple. Like it can't be just all parasites, but they don't get cooked. The meat inspectors, like this was when the FDA was um, doing all their, who gets the vaccine and who doesn't. I got really like a red flag went up when I realized that the meat inspectors were not getting shots. I was like, that is fishy out of everybody in the entire, like, okay, the meat supply is definitely contaminated. Then if the people that are getting the shot are you know like the fda like the meat inspectors are not getting the shot that means that they're probably in on some fucking hokey bullshit not saying but they probably are in on some hokey stuff involving parasites okay so you mean they may not well they they just know that the shot is not going to do anything so they don't bother taking it because they know that it's bogus what it's supposed to do yeah, they're definitely in charge of who gets the tainted meat and stuff too. So if you're supposed to be inspecting meat for tainted meat and then they're not, 
you know, like they're part of the plan, not getting it. Like everybody who didn't get the vaccine, you're like, okay, Ooh, I don't yeah. like you. So one thing you're talking about now is the meat industry. And I don't think it's a secret, but it kind of is a secret because they keep things very secret, but it's been out. Uh, yeah. Like there's been, I forget the names of the, the documentaries that they used to put out. One of the documentaries that came out almost like killed the meat industry. And I think they like, it, they eradicated the video off of YouTube. Oh, uh, cowspiracy, I think. Cowspiracy, I think that was it. It just yeah. friggin', they, people just saw how inhumane. And, but one of the things was they, um, they showed how the, the meat would be like, spoiled and and it would get circulated into what gets sold and i remember when i was growing up when you went to go buy ground beef it was gray now everywhere you go it's bright red well that's uh, a coloring that they add to it because gray meat doesn't look good it looks like it's rotting right mm -hmm. um so we know that we know that that's a fact we know that the meat industry is very secretive what they do uh again i mentioned earlier salmonella when i was a kid there was like salmonella salmonella people get sick with salmonella and then all of a sudden it all stopped and i was like why did it all of a sudden stop and i looked into it and it's because they started irradiating everything which is not good and they also started doing like really hardcore cleaning stuff like they bleach like like straight up bleach they bleach everything but then meat comes across those surfaces again and picks up that that bleach right so that gets in there i think chicken gets sprayed with bleach too i think it does um don't quote me on that but i wouldn't doubt it because it would make sense right it would actually prevent bacteria from developing on the chicken so i'm only addressing all this for people to think with an open mind if there's a fracture a fracture somewhere there's a potential that there's there's more to that fracture. So look a little deeper, ask the questions, right? The underlying truth, like there's always, take it with a grain of salt, take what you can prove, figure out the rest later. Right. And so this, how long have you been looking into this stuff for? How much time have you spent? So how did I say? So back in July, oh, okay. I'll go right back to the very beginning on this. Somebody sent me the Luciferian doctrine and I started reading it. And I realized like, holy shit this guy's talking about everything is parasites but it was very misogynistic very fucking hard and i'm i'm reading it i'm like yeah no fucking way no fucking way that everything's parasites and a few months later i started digging and i found alfredo bowman or dr sebi now dr sebi won a new york supreme court case in the 80s curing aids cancers herpes you name it right he cured it and all he said was simple. When a person lies in a bed and they get bed sores, what's the first thing that comes out? It's blot flies, it's maggots, it, you know, it's parasites. Parasites is the first thing that comes out of the body. So you have to clean on an intracellular level. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then I was sitting on my buddy's couch. No, actually, what was the lead up to this? Um, I'm involved in a group chat with a bunch of ladies. And one of them was doing a heavy metal detox and she was excreting worms. And I'm like, well, that's odd. Why would you do a heavy metal detox and worms come out? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And then I was sitting on my buddy's couch and I'm like, if it really is all parasites, what would be the hint? 
That would mean that all the medications for all these current diseases would all have antiparasitic properties. So I began researching all the medications. I typed in medication X or like um, high blood pressure medication and I'd get a list and I'd go search it up and type parasite beside it. And you'd come up with all these NIH studies that all have all these medications all having an antiparasitic property. I mean, what are the odds that 95% of these all have antiparasitic properties? Nothing else in common, but all carry the same antiparasitic property. And then I went to, okay, maybe if that's already done, maybe the studies are already done. The studies are already done. So I go to NIH and I type in, say, by pressure uh, depression and i'd type in parasite beside it and you get a whole bunch of studies next with that and then i would go into gut health lupus like type 1 diabetes you can find all these things and they're all via connected to parasites again all the studies are already done even like it's ah like the studies are all done they just don't fund it because if they fund it their entire operation is dead it all comes down to killing parasites with some cheap medicine like ivermectin bingo yeah so one of the things when i was looking into ivermectin was that um it yes it's anti-parasitic but what they explained how it works against a virus is that it uh it helps drive zinc into the cells and the zinc is uh helps cleave off the the protein chains that the virus is making, essentially killing the reproduction of the virus. Which, according to the way you're talking now, sounds just like uh, anti-parasitic. Bingo. It's almost like they said, no, it's this or this. For parasites, it's this. But for viruses, it does. this is why it works. But it, it's almost like they're talking about the same thing. Your microphone. Oh. Yeah, I just had to stop there for a second. Okay. Um, it was crazy because when Robert Malone was on Rogan, he mentioned ivermectin, but didn't mention its use in parasites. It was completely contradictory. Yes. I remember that. I picked up on that too. So, it, so go ahead. Talk more about that. Okay, so if you take Robert Malone back into the 80s, he was involved with Fauci creating the AIDS vaccine. And during the AIDS vaccine, they also managed to give people AIDS. Like they, they injected people with AIDS back then too. And I was thinking, if AIDS was cured via parasites and Malone worked with Fauci creating the AIDS vaccine back then, because Malone's been on every epidemic and every pandemic since the 80s. And I'm like, something's not right here. Like if they work together on this and he's just giving just enough information to make it seem credible, something's off. Like, I really don't think they can change our DNA. I don't think they can because like it all comes back to parasites because um, I can go back 10 years and I can find parasites in MMR, uh, tetanus. And I'm like, they're putting parasite eggs within these vaccines. And these are mums against... Uh, uh, Robin Goff, she was moms with autism and her son, she started doing a parasite cleanse and did heavy metals and all these other things. And her nonverbal autistic son in her twenties started talking when she was going through a parasite cleanse 
I was like, there's really something to this. So he had autism since child and then in his 20s started behaving with like he didn't have autism. No, like he was like, keep going. Like he was like very shaky in his words, but he couldn't actually speak. But he knew what was going on, but he just couldn't speak. And like when she was doing this cleanse, it's like he gained enough again to have power and control and be able to communicate. Holy shit. So hmm. you, you mentioned the eggs and hmm. being in the vaccine. How could that possibly be? Because wouldn't people see that under a microscope? I mean, I know the eggs are tiny, but they can't be that tiny. Could possibly. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah. It was, okay, so Robin Goff found tapeworm eggs within the tetanus vaccine. Um, he did. The MMR vaccine found, oh, what was it? It was one of the pig ones that eats the brain away. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but that's a scary one. Yeah. Like, it's not <sighs> mad cow disease, right? It's. No, no, it's something along the lines, but that's that's exactly where it is. Yeah. Like, they've done it once before. They've done it twice before. These are two separate occasions that they've come back and like, oh, no, it's in there. So if they're saying they're putting virus in the eggs. Maybe they are putting virus in the eggs, but it's actually parasites, and the parasites are just, you know, because it, it's eh, like how much can we actually prove? Yeah, the, I remember the conspiracy theorists were saying that there was two different types of um, parasites within these new vaccines, and I'm like, well, that's that's curious, yeah. very curious. I think they one was Hydrus vulgaris, and they were very adamant of that. When you look into Stranger Things, you can see like the same kind of creepy arm wavy things. I'm like, hmm. And then, oh, what was it? Captain America, Hail Hydra. Yes, right. Yeah, that was like, hmm. That's that's too close for comfort. There, that is too close for comfort. Yeah, there's some. It, I mean, if at the very least, if you're into like weird stuff um uh, it it would be also maybe you're interested in the occult the the whole hydra thing and the um this occult elite and how they they worship saturn and you know that's all tied together and um basically they put everything out in front of us to mock us and they tell us that they're doing it and we don't even know what they're, you know, but then oh, people yeah. come up with this, like they come up with proof. And I mean, that's, that could be a whole podcast in of itself. And actually I'm not the, the best to talk about, it, although that stuff is interesting. I've had some great conversations with people who study the occult and I was actually thinking of doing a whole series on that, but I need to get up to speed more on it. But um, I did see some videos they were on rumble and yep. these doctors seemed legit and they were looking through a, a microscope and they were seeing some weird things. But I also saw some other videos where they didn't see anything that looked like a hydra or a parasite, but they did see um, what appeared to be 
like graphene oxide nanoparticles lining up and connecting into long strands. And yeah. after a certain amount of time, they called it sheeting. It looked like sheets building up and into yeah. these right angle weird things. Now, I found that video to be a little bit more believable than the one with the Hydra in it because I figured if this thing with the Hydra thing is true, it, this has got to blow up more, you know? And yeah. that's why you mentioned Malone and he kind of left some stuff out. I wonder if, like, you know, I, I, it hurts me to say this. And we talked about this and mm -hmm. I, I I'm trusting of Malone. And like, I feel like he's our, our George Washington, you know, figurehead leader, but sometimes I get a bad feeling that he's the cutoff man. Mm -hmm. Any information coming up, he, he cuts it off and yeah. he'll say, yes, stops further discussion. Right. And he'll just put it on to the, like the, the, the shot is causing these health problems and then that's it so it's like oh okay so he's definitely calling out that it's a dangerous shot and that it's causing uh, causing health problems but he doesn't address these other outliers and you wonder is that the cutoff well i started looking up myocarditis because i i got curious on it and myocarditis is one of the things that may cause it is parasites and i was like what what are the odds again like it all comes back to parasites all roads lead to parasites right and with malone it's like just enough to be believable it's just enough to like okay like it can like it, it's that middle ground where like he just all right he's keeping people from going any further and they shut him down or like oh yeah look at him look what he said and they did shut him down but when you go beyond just a little bit you start seeing the same commonalities, the same things repeating and they're repeating patterns, repeating patterns, repeating patterns. And is it a repeating pattern or is it just them just ignoring the pattern and they're all playing the same, same side? Um, the one woman I like to go back to is remember she was the crazy black lady that was yelling about hydroxychloroquine. Do you remember Trump telling her like, Oh, Trump like, yeah, she's a good lady and stuff. Well, oh, I remember I remember when Trump was talking about hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. So at the beginning of Rona, this woman came out and saying hydroxychloroquine. Now she got a lot of, uh, how do you say, miscredit because she was saying a lot of these things were attached to demons and stuff. And like it really threw a lot of people off. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean that there's demons? Yeah. Man. This shit I've seen in the last couple of weeks have just blown my mind. I did my first exorcism on a guy, and I'm like, I can't fucking believe it. I had somebody else sitting on the couch. I had, I just had a set of tuning forks, and I was going around, and Buddy started getting hot and sweaty, and I'm like, he's like, man, I'm hot. I got to take off my sweater. I'm like, you do what you got to do, man. I'm like, I'm fucking freezing in here. Like, he took off his sweater, and like, I looked him in the eye, like he was kind of looking down, and I was like, in my head, I'm saying. If you're a demon, you're going to make eye contact with me. And I see him and he's looking up like this. And I'm like, holy fuck it. Something's in there. So I started working the frequencies up and then I started working them back down. He's like, I got to puke or shit. And I'm like, good. Hold on to that feeling. We're going to run with it. And I run him all the way back down and we pushed it. And he fucking went and threw up some black shit. I was like, black, black. 
And I'm like, if I didn't see it from my own eyes, what the fuck, man? Like I had somebody on the couch sitting next to me and he's like, that just happened. And I'm like, yeah, it did. <laughs> wow. I've never even, I've never even heard of anything like that. And I, I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but if that stuff is hard to believe, I mean, how did you get into doing exorcisms? I, I didn't even plan on it, man. That was my first. I was just, I was tuning up a fork because, okay, um, etherically with setting tuning forks, I can figure out where you have trauma stored in your body. Because if you take your skin and you go underneath the microscope to the base atom, you're a proton, neutron, and electron. Even at the base atomic level, you are not physically touching. Even though you're touching here, you're not physically touching anywhere. So that's why all things are connected. So when you start checking with a tuning fork, you, you can take it up and down and trying to find trauma is easy. You just, okay. It's in your heart. Somebody did it front or back. Would, did you break somebody's heart or was it done to you? Like it, diagnosing people is very easy with the setting tuning forks because it's a memory attached. It's left or right, masculine, feminine, and then your chakras going up and down. And these energies will show disturbances. So if I'm taking a tuning fork, it'll go. Really? Like it, you know, and it's, it's weird because you can find it and you're like, oh, okay. So you can track it. Okay. Something was said to you or something was done to you. You were doing an art project or like your creativity, your self-worth. You like, it just, people are very easy when you can find it is even these traumas trap and store physically. So if you got lower back pain or you got tightness in your calves or quads, like you're, you know, you could have been spanked as a kid and that trauma is still stored as you know just back pain and you're still stuck with it so trying to find these traumas trying to find these triggers is part of it too because you really have to be open to get the real healing because it couldn't be you technically because you are technically your father your grandfather you're at every moment where they conceptualized you where you had them because if your grandfather went to war, you still probably have some war traumas to deal with through your past lives. Like some of this is like, I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't experienced it for my first half or first firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like I was saying in the beginning, if you approach everything with an open mind, you know, this like stuff that you're talking to me about right now is very challenging for me. And that's why I wanted to say that to the audience, because I assume a lot of people are like that, but I don't discredit anything anybody says, especially when it comes to this stuff, because we are, we are all in a tunnel vision. We see the world right in front of us. It's, you know, solid, it's hard black and white, black and white. Um, whatever you could see is real. And what you can't see is just some made up thing. It's kind of like, you know, believing in God. Like I can't see God. Do you believe? Well, what makes you believe in God? Uh, well, it's faith. And, but what you're talking about is, uh, perceptions that we haven't developed, that we haven't worked on using a tuning fork. Uh, yes, there are frequencies that, 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 I get that. And I, that's why I'm open-minded to this. There are frequencies. There is electricity. Yeah. You're right. Nothing is actually touching. Like a table, as solid as it is, each one of those atoms is not touching. There's actually more space in a table. Well, there's more space in a table than there is between my ears. I'll tell you that much. But Bingo. 
that's that's what's incredible about the world. There's the unseen. A lot of people talk about, well, where we go after we die. Some people have like a secular vision where, well, we just convert back to energy. Energy cannot be created, created nor can it be destroyed. That's a scientific principle, right? So, yeah, that's possible. Other people say, no, no, you go to heaven. Some people think you go to Valhalla, which is really heaven, but it's something different. But, Ooh. yeah, there is – so be open-minded to this stuff. The fact that you performed exorcism and a guy threw up black shit, I mean, that blows my mind away. Because if I saw black shit coming out of my mouth, <laughs> I would be in the hospital like, yo, man – you got to go down there and check out what's the, what's the problem. I, I mean, that's hard to believe. It's, it's hard to believe, but at the same time, I, I love that you're here talking about this stuff because I like challenging our perceptions and that's what we need to be doing as a society, not just locking things down. See, there's gotta be a point where you're like, you've said something only in your head where only you can hear it. And it happens in front of you. You just watch something that you said only and happens in your mind. You're like, how did this just happen? Mm -hmm. And when you start seeing that there is no such thing as coincidence and your mind, you are your thoughts and you create your own reality. Like, yeah, there is so much outside the physical. There is so much more. And I think there's a lot of truth in all our um, science fiction, like Star Wars and Star Trek and there is so much that we can't even fathom because we are very trapped and with our um, with our medias and everything. They're like, no, no, it's not. It's not possible. It's not possible. You can't have these things. But you're like, no, I definitely said this only in my head, and something definitely happened exactly the same thing as the way I thought it in my head. Yeah. Um, I remember teaching my friends about the manifestation i was like we're playing foosball and both of us are broke i'm like manifestation saying right now if we go to those pinballs machines behind us they're going to be games loaded up on there and we're going to play our asses off so we went over we finished our foosball game in the first machine there was nothing second machine it had one ball in it okay whatever that's cool right played the one ball going to the next machine we played the next machine it had one game in it okay okay and I remember there was a guy that played every game on there and he played it and walked away. I was like, okay. So we played everything out and left. So we went to the next machine. It had nothing. We went to the fifth machine. It had three games on it and we kept winning more free games. And I was like, what are the odds of that? Right. Mm. Later that night, I went out with another friend for supper and I said exactly what happened with the pinball and foosball. And I said, manifestations like saying the waitress is going to come over and her fucking, our meal and drinks is going to be for free. And next thing I know, fucking here she comes. Like, oh, we're so sorry. It's been over an hour for your food and drink. And like, we were just talking and visiting. Like, we didn't even notice. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, your, your meal and drink is free. And I'm like, how in the hell did that just happen? Like, I, like, I just had to put it out there to the universe. And all of a sudden it's, it happened. Like, what are the odds? What are the chances that has happened twice in one night? Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's had weird coincidences like that. And so what you're saying is that might not be a coincidence. This might be manifested by some thought that you had, your reality, uh, which is like uh, the real reality, 
not the perception, right? Is that yeah. what? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's crazy stuff. And, and, and I mean, I've heard people talk about reality and our perceptions of reality. And I mean, one really interesting basic concept is that every individual, especially with their egos, we are like, I am literally at the center of the universe, but you in Canada, you're at the center of the universe, but it's because you yeah. are there, right? So everybody's at the center of their own universe. And it, maybe I'm making it overcomplicated, but mm -mm. that you does. Get to be, yeah. I was going to say, you get to be your own superhero. You get to write your own story. You get to be your own hero. And right. you have to realize that you have to take the power into your own hand. If your life sucks, take the power into your own hand, make it better. That's if it. your your job sucks, go make it better. Like you don't have to be pushed down. You don't have to take shit from anyone. You don't have to be anything that you don't want to be. So you, you're a spiritual guy and um, <clears throat> you, you've indicated that because you've mentioned demons and exorcism and stuff like that. And, and um, I, I would suppose if you're going to be doing an exorcism, you have to believe in, in some spirituality there. Otherwise, it's just the guy throwing up black stuff and he needs to go to the doctor. But yeah. um, like, what's your take on the world events right now with um, like, you know, you're mentioning these parasites, you're mentioning this, what appears to be suppression of information and yeah. some very, very strange coincidences. And we already kind of established maybe there isn't coincidences. So yeah. How does this all tie in with, with spirituality? Well, we're, we're not separate from spirit. It's just the illusion that we are. And we just have to remember we walk with spirit every day. I know that I am protected no matter what I do. I just have to remember that I just have to do something because action is the first step. It doesn't matter what I do. I know I'm always going to be protected. I know that he's looking out for me. I know that I'm never going to get into an accident. Because my faith has me put is everyone around me is protected. I was, okay, 10 years I was on the oil rigs and there was two incidences. One, a guy stepped off a catwalk, broke his hand. Two, I turned my back. So that's two incidents, 10 years. And that's zero accidents other than that. It's me hurting myself every once in a while, but it was like stupid little cuts and stuff. But that's it. Stitches is all I got. And that's little baby cuts. So you're, are you saying that uh, this ha you were relatively safe because of your belief in God? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Just always knew I was protected. Like it, nothing bad could happen as long as I was there because I was going to make sure that I was God's guiding fist to make sure others were looked out for because their faith may not be there, but I know that my faith will protect them too. All right, so let, let me challenge you with this. Because, I mean, as an interviewer doing a podcast, I, I think I have to challenge you with this, okay? Trying to be, um, you know, sort of unbiased here. But um, I do believe that, you know, uh, being uh, strong, you know, having strong beliefs and, and being uh, in prayer and things like that and, and showing um, gratitude to God are all great ways to get closer to God. But when you say being protected from injury and stuff like that, wouldn't 
wouldn't that mean that if all all we did was believe in God, we would all be like almost like protected by this shield? And meanwhile, aren't there good people that get hurt all the time? And and are you saying that they're hurt because they weren't really truly in, in full belief or something? Now that goes both ways. God will pull you away when you've been put into too much harm. So if you're going to go into some really shitty stuff, he'll pull you out and take you before your time. So what you're saying, that's, see, this is, oof. Man, I, I got to just digest that for a second. I get chills. Okay, so this is what I keep relearning over and over again, almost daily now. It's so easy to forget. But what you just said was God will take you out of that harm and all the goosebumps my man all the goosebumps yeah well what you're help me out with this let me let me try to explain it but then you jump in so we're here on earth and yeah. we get trapped into this thinking that well i want to be comfortable i want to be safe uh i want money i want good times i want a party i i don't deserve to be in pain i don't deserve this or whatever we kind of lose our sight of the end goal here. The end goal is not, we're not going to live forever and we're not going to be rich. And it, it's to get to the other side to get to God. Yeah. So what you just said was, cause I was like, Oh, well, why should people be getting hurt all the time? If God, uh, if they're praying to God, why would God allow that? Because that's not the, the end goal. The end goal is to reach heaven. Yeah. Am I, am heaven's I... here. Heaven's here. And sometimes we forget that because this is where time slows down. Just think of this as inception because you start here at God and you start going down your layers. And this is where it just slows down the best. So when you're slowing down in the moment and you're like, man, this sunset is beautiful. And you're like, God, look at that. And you're like, you're lost in the moment. Like my child's mind comes out and like, um, how do you say this? Uh, Jesus talked about the only way to get to heaven was to be like the child because in a child's mind, everything is pure. Everything is innocence because that's the child's mind. That's pure love because the child knows unconditional love. So when you're in your child's mind, your child's state, that's when the magic happens. Cause you can see like, you can see your friends and you're like, Oh my God, I'm thinking about you. And all of a sudden they're calling you and just the magic happens when you slow things down and you become a child. You're an infinite child's mind. And that's because you're, you're walking with God, man. He's your dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned seeing a sunset and I'm just uh, thinking about all our distractions that we have around us, our phones, our tablets, uh, the girl with the big jugs, you know, you're, you're down on the beach, right? And you're yeah. like, there's a sunset. How many sunsets? Does a human, even under the best conditions, you live on the West Coast and the sun sets every damn day, you, you might see that sunset uh, out of your whole lifespan 50% of the time if you're lucky, right? Because there's going to be rain and you're not going to be there or whatever. So it's a, it's a opportunity to to kind of connect with God. Right. And then I'm thinking about, Hey, you know, you go to visit California with your friend, with your, with your family and your daughter is on her tablet 
and you're like, mm-hmm. look at the sunlight, uh, look at the sunset, and she's looking at her tablet, and she could care less about that. And you know that's a shame. We all mm-hmm. know that that's a shame, right? Because that tablet, you could do that shit later. Um, it's a distraction, and it's sort of an evil distraction, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. It takes away from the loss of the glory. Like, we're spending so much time looking her down. Even being in the moment these days as people are on their phone for other people to be at home for clout. Like, instead of being in the moment, setting your phone down and just living experience. Like, when you leave your phone at home and you go out and, like, I think early 2000s, I'm like, man, we got away with a lot of shit. Like, you couldn't do anymore. Like, the the digital age is like, yeah, everything's recording. And you're like, here. Mm-hmm. some of the shit we did was so illegal but again <laughs> it was fun like we right. grew up differently and i feel bad for these kids these days because they don't have these options that we did they don't have the emin what's it eminity no eminity no yeah uh and an amenity yeah yeah a- anonymous anonymous living yeah, they don't yeah. have the things that we did. They they couldn't just disappear and go to a random bar and just show up and have fun. Right. Like things used to be different back in the day because there was randomness. We've become so structured, it has taken the fun out of it. We need to know what we're doing six months in advance. We just can't have a pop-up celebration in the middle of the street. We need to have permits, we need to have this, we need to have that. Like there's no randomness anymore. And random is where we thrive. We thrive in the chaos because chaos is because even when you like even like the pedophile symbol like when you find god's fingerprint it's the seashell it's your spiral it's that so if you take the same connections and draw the straight line that's them we are the spiral we're the chaos the god yeah right yeah. and and i think it's more accurate to say to throw we thrive on the edge of chaos just teetering Right. Mm-hmm. And if we fall into it too much, it's actually too much chaos. But if we f- fall away from it, the structure kills us. It takes yeah. away. That is so true. I mean, just think about it uh, from the point of view of uh, you're put on the spot to do something that you normally would never do. And you have this like kind of like thrilling anxiety running through you and you do it and you you concentrate so hard and it feels like you're alive, right? Oh, yeah. But you're scared because you pull, like, you know, public speaking, for instance, all of a sudden, like some guy sitting there, hey, Joe, get up here and tell us about your fishing trip. And he turns around, there's 80 people there. And he's like, ah, oh, I never talked to, but they do it, right? And then they, yeah. they feel exhilarated from it. That's, that's crazy. Now, you were just talking about patterns and we, we're going to be wrapping it up in five minutes, but if you could just bear with me, I, I want to bring up your YouTube channel, okay, uh, to show something because you get into patterns and uh, see, share sound, boom, share. So you, you uh, get into patterns in how societies were actually fabricated, built, right? You call oh, this yeah. the mud flood hypothesis. So let's just hit play. And let's, we'll listen to like uh, 30 seconds or something. So this is your uh, YouTube channel, Parasitic Investigator. Hey guys, it's Kelsey here. So today I want to propose a hypothesis that in the last 200 years, there was an ancient civilization that was more advanced than we could possibly know. They had free power, they lived in harmony, 
But where's the proof? Now you might be wondering why this is tied to parasites. I'll explain that at the very end. So just bear with me and let's go down the rabbit hole. Okay, so what is the first clue? Now let's look at the word cathedral, cathode. Cathode and anode were two electrical components used for converting power into usable electricity. Okay, so an anode is an electrode where oxidation occurs and a cathode is an electrode where all right, so I, I watched this video, and just to kind of fast forward a little, I, I just I want people to watch the video, so I'm not going to say everything, but you're just giving us the basics here of like basically how electricity works and how it travels and how people harness it, yeah. And what you get into and you show is how s actual cities are laid out in these these actually the grids, predict yeah, grids, but predictable, predictable that predictable patterns. And that you're, you're hypothesizing that ancient civilizations, maybe not so ancient after all, though, because I think you said yeah. like 200 years, uh, had free electricity and, and, and they figured out a way to make it run. And it, it actually involved the Earth's magnetic field and all this stuff. It's a great hypothesis. It's very interesting. Um, and I know there's a couple of videos that, <clears throat> that you walk people through. Now, I also want to point out that I was reading, uh, reading the, the, the comments, and you did have a guy who challenged you. And, um, and I appreciate that you didn't delete that because I've challenged people with comments, and I've had my shit deleted. And I'm not even saying I was right. But the fact that I challenged them was enough that they were like, oh, I don't want this guy screwing up my thing. You left the comment there, and that's admirable because um, – Oh, yeah. Let's, I mean, I, I don't need to explain any further. You, you, you didn't have to do that, and, and you did because you're inviting an open-minded conversation here, right? Prove me wrong. That's the exact thing. When I started talking, um, I made a TikTok video I think two days ago, and it's closing 30,000 likes or 30,000 views in the last couple of days. And some of the people that have commented back, like they've found buffalo skulls the size of fucking pickup trucks. Like they found perfume bottles swept under like seams. Like what they're finding underneath there is something like there's definitely history. Um, if you look up, what is it? They call it the time traveler's hammer. It's in London, Texas, and it's a metallurgy hammer fused in solid rock. You're like, how in the hell did this happen? And when you start looking at this weird history, you're like, well, first off, you want me to believe that the Canadians ran into Washington, burnt the White House down. And then when they're doing White House renovation photos, that there's four stories underneath it. Come on. Mm hmm. I'm okay for like maybe one or two stories. Like it's a brick building, building on stone. I get it. But four stories of doors and windows underneath the ground, something's off here. Yeah. And that's what the guy challenged you on. He was like, well, I'm in the construction business and da, 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 which, uh, Hey, great. Let's, you know, let's talk about that. But um, uh, what you are talking about is, is definitely it conceivable. Man, like when you start going down further ends, I'm really doubting that mountains are really mountains. I really think they're old buildings that have melted apart. And one of the no, look into the Grand Canyon and you'll find tunnels that are like 50, like 20, 20 stories deep that hold 50,000 people. And you're like, that also contained Egyptian artwork.
like you're just like could it be possible mm, well it's well let's just entertain the thought let's entertain the thought and see how far it goes yeah, okay that's that's uh definitely a thing to look at and you just kind of reminded me of something um somebody was telling me that there's some documentary and maybe you know about this because i know you do um uh you're interested in psychedelics for for health and stuff right so you might know this um somebody told me that there's a documentary that that ancient man they found some mushrooms and they ate them they had yeah. a trip they tripped off of it and they were like whoa let's eat more and it kept going back and they were having these visions and that it's the mushrooms that actually helped humans develop evolve. our yeah evolve our imaginations yeah. yes it, because it actually changed the our neuro networking and our imaginations actually came from that which now presents a challenge because what it where's this tie in with God? Doesn't God give us our imagination, or did God give us the the plants to eat? And then oh, that was stoned ape theory by Terence McKenna. And when you start looking into apes and difference between human and man, um, chimps have a penis bone. Humans do not. Um, a penis bone. Hum, a penis bone. This is correct. So our closest genetic relative is an, a chimpanzee, and we do not share these anomalies. Another one is we also do water bursts as well as babies instinctively have a layer of fat to float as well as babies know how to hold their breath which chimpanzees don't they're closest relative so it's it's close but we definitely didn't evolve from chimps Ooh. Ooh. yeah okay yeah. there you go but there's the kicker i'm still stuck on <laughs> i'm still stuck on the penis bone <laughs> i know that's like that's a weird what the hell do you need anatomy. a bone for why does he need a bone Maybe that was the bone that he gave Adam or Adam gave Eve. <laughs> he gave it to her. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. I got to, you know, after we hang this one up, I'm going to be Googling the shit out of that penis bone. Um, so, so, okay. So the, the interesting thing, thing the, the interest, interesting thing that you're saying there is that we did not evolve from chimps mm. but We're... the theory is that whatever we were we ate these mushrooms had the the psychedelic experiences which developed our brains along with eating meat or no because meat mm. is mm. supposed to be a big thing in the um at, you know evolution the theory of evolution is that yeah. um ancient man started eating more meat which made our brains grow bigger I really don't honestly know anymore. Yeah. See, the meat thing, the thing. Because if you look at our stomachs and diets, like we should be like frugivores. We should be eating like fruits and vegetables. Like that is our diet because it's long and drawn out to get the extra nutrition. Our diets are, our stomachs aren't acidic enough to break down meat. So even cooked meat is very hard for us to digest. And it's just eh, little bits of truth in there. So like the O blood yeah. types for sure, like the natives and like, um shit eastern europeans they're like a lot of o types and they break down meat very well yeah so that's what i very... am i'm i'm an o type and i read the book 
bloodborne diet or whatever blood the blood diet yeah. And and it, when it described the O type, I was like, oh, that's definitely me, man. I'm like a kind of like a more high strung guy, always kind of like on the lookout for danger. And I love eating meat and I feel good after I eat a steak. And I yeah. don't get it when people are like, oh, meat is bad for you. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I eat steak and I feel like I'm shot out of a cannon. Um, yeah. So, but but still, you're saying the way our bodies work, maybe I don't need to be eating steak every day but once yeah. or twice a week would be good for an o-type yeah it was still like survival instinct like only we can eat cooked meat like you're not eating it raw so right, like right it's still survival because we can only <clears throat> it's still a survival instinct because we can't eat it raw yeah yeah wow man so look look, look how many avenues we just opened up in this conversation seems oh, like it seems like you you were really tuned in with um you know, just the, the everything that you just stated, the, the spiritual, the physical, you are an investigator of parasites as being like a major health issue. And I, you know, I think it's something that, you know, everybody should look into. And so for people to reach you, Kelsey, what's the best way for them to reach you and, and get and employ you for your services? Parasitic Investigator. It's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Telegram. Parasitic Investigator all across the word, one word. All right. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. You know, like this is a fitness podcast, but I'm always trying to push the boundaries. Yeah, you work out, right? Do you know anything about Steel Mace? I don't, but I've I've been turned into it because like I saw kettlebells and I was like, that looks like fun. But yeah. Steel Mace, I've been watching you. And I'm like, I could really think about swinging that like a hammer. And I'm like, yes. I would love to just hit someone across the face. With it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a spiritual guy you are. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's what everybody thinks. First of all, they want to smash something. But here's, here's something for you to think about when you do buy one. When you do your 360s and you're mm -hmm. making that circle, it's crossing your midline. It's going through your midline, right? Yeah. going around and around and you're creating the circular pattern i've had mace people tell me and this is why i've become a more open-minded person i do not discredit anybody what their beliefs or what they are seeing in their own lives good i'm not going to say you're wrong i've had mace people tell me that they feel this energy field going around them as it passes through their midline it's your personal taurus field yes something like because that. that's that's why they also want you to six feet apart. That's your Taurus field. That's why six feet, it's your energetic reach. Yeah. They're, wow. There you go. Yes. It's, it's, they don't want us connecting with each other. Our Taurus fields mm -hmm. can intertwine. And wow, th there's another one for you to think about. But um, yeah. So the, the mace is, um, is, is a definite uh, mind opening experience. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast. Because I know my audience likes stuff like this. So um, I'm happy to have you on. And of course, come back on and let's get to some more of these wild conversations. Because I know that some, at least 50% of this stuff has got to be true. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's do it again, man. I appreciate it. Everybody, check them out. Uh, Parasitic Investigator. Uh, you know, see, see his YouTube channel. That'll tell you a lot about him. And then um, contact him if you want to get any more 
um, ideas of how to handle your health and stuff like that. Take charge of your health. Yes. Thank you, sir. We'll Thank talk you, to you soon. All it's right. Been awesome, man. Thank you. Take care, everybody. See you at the next one.